Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome into the On Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner and Joey Wagner live at home, but Derek Piper is live in Indianapolis where he just watched Illinois win an NCAA tournament game and let it let us mark that moment. Uh, Illinois plays in an NCAA tournament game and Illinois. Uh, now let me start this again. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast and let us mark the moment here because this is our first NCAA tournament post-game podcast. It's Jeremy Warner and Joey Wagner live at home. Derek Piper is in Indianapolis, and this is the first NCAA tournament game he has covered and is the first we are reacting to since we have started this website. Uh, so let's get some reaction to the 78-49 to victory over Drexel. Illinois takes care of business. After a couple early jitters, uh, they overcome it and just look like a number one seed toying with a number 16 seed. But Derek Piper, take us in to Indiana Farmers Coliseum. What was that place like uh, for the first NCAA tournament game? Set the vibe. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I was lucky enough to be one of five Illini media members there in attendance. And, and when you look at the amount of fans, just because the sheer capacity didn't allow for a whole lot of people to be there. So supply and demand is why you had tickets at 600, 650 as far as fans trying to make their way in there. But uh, you definitely saw some familiar faces. I saw Frank Williams walking up as I was shooting outside doing the WCIA with Brett Barons, and, and he's there to see his son, DeMonte, obviously. And uh, it was cool to run into Trent Frazier's high school coach, um, Matthew Collin, who I'm going to do a story with. Uh, I kind of juggled him. He was playing this kind of defense back in Wellington. How many state titles would they have won? But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It, and I'll be honest, Jeremy, you and I were there, and uh, Lucas Oil, it, it didn't have the same kind of a pop in terms of just the sure – massive Illini fans but their presence was felt for sure uh in terms of uh you know there were there were actually more Drexel fans than I expected there but mm. um it was good and it, it took Illinois a while to kind of feel it out and, and hit their groove and I couldn't decide in terms of at least Kofi I thought Kofi was tired I I didn't know if they were nervous or tired or both or whatever it was uh, and I will say there was a pretty emotional or kind of like chilling video they played before the the game of just showing last year's tournament getting canceled and and all the build-up and all the the testing and everything that the players have gone through and and just like this is march this is this is the time so uh maybe that caught them off guard or whatever it was but ultimately uh, illinois did look like a one seed for the day was over and it was good to see yeah, and before I get to Joey, Joey's working on the breaking news story that Terry Hawthorne uh, is joining the Illini football staff in the recruiting department. Derek, uh, I expected some early jitters. How can there not be 
right? This is a different environment. I talked with it with Sean Harrington uh, about that. It's just you step on that floor on that stage. It's a little bit different. And even Brad said he saw that in his team. They were a little bit rushed uh, with things. And, you know, they took an early 8-7 deficit, 5-2 as well. Um, but you, you, if I know you're not watching these other games right now, but Ohio State's down to Oral Roberts late in the second half. Baylor is now running away from Hartford, but they had an even longer uh, slow start. So these aren't unexpected, but that's why it's great to be a one seed, right? Is you're playing a 16 that's not going to be able to hang with you. Uh, we've only seen that one time, really, you know, like that, that you've actually been threatened. I guess there's been some other threatens, but it's been a long time um, outside of Virginia that a 16 seed has really put a, a scare into a one seed. But that's that's the benefit of, of being a, a one seed. And, and like you said, Illinois certainly looked like it. Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn certainly looked like All-Americans. Uh, and you mentioned Trent Frazier. Just what a phenomenal performance for him. I thought in the first half, just a settle his team in and then really to shut down Cameron Winter, their star, uh, and not give him any room to breathe. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, you make a good point as far as teams trying to, to grasp the moment and then really handle themselves and, and realize that it would be easier going into a, a big 10 tournament where you're seeing teams that you're familiar with. And even if you do lose your season's not over and that kind of a deal. And, all of a sudden, March Madness is plastered there in the, the middle of the floor, and uh, it's on. It's different. And, yeah, so we saw that Illinois, out of Illinois, and it, it sounds like we're seeing that out of some other squads as well. And uh, like you said, that's why you you pad up the resume and you go on the, the big runs and you stack the quad one win so that you can afford to, to, to kind of ease your way in uh, against the 16. And not that anyone necessarily had a – had too many doubts. I know that Illinois was only up five, about five minutes to go, and Io didn't score his first basket till about 13, 13 and a half minutes into that game. But uh, and I thought that he, he he wasn't great early. He was kind of rusting some shots. He, he pulled up on a runner that I thought he should have went to the rim, and Kopi was kind of fumbling around the basket. Uh, but yeah, they got going, and Io got going in transition, and Kopi was trying to dunk on people's heads, which is fun. And I know he got fouled on. Some of those, but did have a couple of two-hand slams. and uh, But, yeah, Trent Fraser early. They left him open on the wing. He made them pay twice. And then Cameron Winter is the key to that offense. He was averaging 17 points a game coming in and uh, was someone that I was scared if he was going to get comfortable. What, not that Drexel was going to pull the upset or anything. I just thought that was the key to Illinois really running away. And he only goes three for 13 from the field. And I thought Kofi and Georgia did a good job of showing help when he got deep in that lane. But for the most part, it was a lot of Trent Frazier just hounding him and sticking to him. And uh, as Brad said in the post game, Drexel had to pivot and change and move him off the ball. Uh, and that's a, a big credit to Trent, all Big Ten defense. And uh, he's done that to a lot of a lot of really good guards as well. Yeah, I think Illinois feel a little bit better than uh, Ohio State, which is getting a real scare from Oral Roberts at the moment. Uh, Joey, uh, Brad Underwood said Io DeSumo was was built for this right for for this NCAA tournament moment and while he got off to a slow start he dominated the last 26 minutes finishes with 17 points a team high 11 rebounds had 33 percent of the Atlanta's defensive rebounds for the game which was a struggle early on um you know Drexel was getting a couple second chance points there six assists and for the first time this season zero turnovers for for Io DeSumo just a dominating performance for him yeah, I thought he looked really good. I thought he was assertive on the glass early. He had seven rebounds in the first half, which 
really Illinois needed all of those. I, I didn't think they were very good on the glass, at least early. Kofi had one rebound in the half. Io kind of put it together. And then, I mean, you kind of always knew the offense was going to come, right? Like it, this is Io Tsumu. This is not a team that's going to guard him. We, we know that. They, they just can't. And then he just gets going and, you know, he starts, I thought kind of late. It's like, is he hunting a triple double here? He's, he's throwing this thing all the way around. Uh, he just looked really, really good. And it's, you know, at one point I kind of stepped back and I was like, oh, wow, this is his first NCAA tournament game. And it feels like he's done so much at Illinois. You almost forget that he hasn't been at this stage before. And, and you're right. Of all the players that you say, like, you know, maybe this is, a, a guy who's built for it, Io is very much that guy. And he proved it today. And it, it was just such a smooth, outside of those first four, five, six minutes, it was just such a smooth sailing. And, and you know, just ho-hum, flirts with another triple-double. Like, this is kind of a nightly thing for him now. Yeah, and then Kofi, of course, he is the matchup problem for any team that plays Illinois the rest of the way. And I, I include any team uh, in the NCAA tournament field for that. Uh, but Illinois moves on to the round of 32. They now have a chance to advance to their first Sweet 16 in 16 years. They'll have to play Georgia Tech or Loyola. That one just came, uh, started, and I saw Georgia Tech had an early lead uh, in that one. Uh, so I know everyone's looking forward to a Loyola matchup, and Kofi even said Loyola <laughs> instead of Drexel in the postgame press conference. Uh, but we'll see where that one comes out. But again, he is such a huge advantage. But Joey, the other thing is the balance here. Trent Frazier, 11, Grandison, 8, uh, Jasumu, 17, Coburn, 18, Adam Miller, 10, Curbelo, 8 off the bench, and, and Demonte Williams got a couple uh, early field goals as well. Um, this team, I think th- you're starting to see the benefit and that, yes, it was a silver lining. We're afraid to call it that, but the silver lining of Aodosumu's injury, I think, is, is just the balance and the confidence of guys. Even like Adam Miller today was really confident. Uh, DeMonte taking a, a last-second jumper to beat the shot clock, really confident in Grandison's that way too. Yeah, and somebody had asked Kofi in the post game about the balance and if this is something you know that they kind of set out to do. He's like, no, it just kind of goes this way and – Maybe that's the scariest part of all of this. It's not like it's a concerted effort. Like, okay, you know, so-and-so needs his now. Now some, it's just kind of goes. And uh, Derek wrote about it, and he's absolutely right. Like, when DeMonte Williams is a threat like this, everything's just changed. And then you mix in Adam Miller, who is really aggressive. We're starting to see him take it more to the rim a little bit for like a month and a half or so. He was just a spot-up three-point shooter. And, Jeremy, I know you wrote it in the quick hits, but Trent Frazier – attacking mid-range I mean he's those two-point shots he's taking everything just kind of changes and it allows for that balance and you know no you're not seeing those 30-point nights like Brad's you know we saw against Missouri for Io but all of these guys it's just they hit you in a lot of different ways and you need something like that in a single elimination tournament where you're not relying on one guy being on for six games in a row. Derek, you mentioned the defensive performance, 0.74 points per possession here. They shot um, Drexel, made seven threes, but four of those were in the second half. And as you written in your preview, this team could go off. They, they had made a 41 threes over the last five games. Uh, so that was a way, and over 50%. So that was a way this team could maybe hang around and give you a scare like Oral Roberts is doing to Ohio State. But also, I mean, from two, they were forcing so many tough shots. And uh, Drexel shot 28% uh, from two. What did you see, Derek? Like, What did they do well in this game? And then what have they done so well? Because I think 
the last two months, the defense, most nights outside of what Michigan State has, has been pretty fantastic. Yeah, it certainly has. And clearly when you have a, a big man on the other side, James Brown for Drexel, who, uh, you know, he's averaging like 13 and nine and you go up against Kofi and all of a sudden it's like, I'm probably not going to average 13 and nine today or put up 13 and nine today. That certainly helps. Uh, and then I, I mentioned just Trent's job on Cameron Winter. And I, I think overall it's just not, not forcing help because a lot of winning the one-on-one match, you know, they talked a lot about that after beating Michigan, the way they locked down that offense is just uh, not giving Mike Smith angles to penetrate the lane and um, force that help off the corners. Cause what Michigan loves to do in a lot of teams is drive and kick and allow their wings to get open shots and open looks. And uh, what Illinois is able to do is kind of play. If you want to play two on two in the pick and roll, they can play two on two because Trent Frazier is really hard to screen. He can slide in, stay in front. The big has to show a little bit of help they can and then recover back to whoever it may be. And then that allows Adam Miller, Aodisumu, uh, those other guys on the perimeter to, to stick to their guys and, and not provide those, those open looks that uh, they're certainly looking to create. And also, I think here recently, I noticed it. there was a moment that really still sticks out late in the Ohio State game where EJ pump fakes uh, deep two or a three. Can't remember. Georgie gets off his feet. Uh, but Io and DeMonte are waiting for EJ in the lane to where he can't score it, and then they 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 blitz out to the perimeter when he goes to look at, and spray it to a, a three-point shooter. So uh, there's just more defensive chemistry that has evolved over the season, something they didn't have uh, earlier on. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're locked in at that end, and um, it, it's you don't necessarily pinpoint a liability. You know, early on we were talking Jacob Grandison. He can't get it done necessarily – uh, Adam Miller making a lot of fresh mistakes. Those aren't even Curbelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, those aren't things that we're looking at right now. I was about to say, uh, Curbelo, we know ain't scared. Uh, Adam Miller hasn't either. Uh, he, he hasn't been scared there. So, th- I mean, you mentioned Grandison, who was a non-factor two months ago, basically. Uh, but now Curbelo is playing like a star guard. And, and Adam Miller, um, you know, I just thought he had a really solid overall game, four or five from the field for 10 points. And we know he's played good defense. And he's adding something to the glass, uh, four defensive rebounds today, just one turnover. And here's another thing, Derek, they're cleaning up one of their, their biggest flaws, which is scary. This team, I think, is getting better. The last three games, they have 23 turnovers. Right, that that is a huge Achilles heel of this team. Trent Frazier has one turnover over his last five games, um, and and Io has zero turnovers today, and he's been one of the worst at, at turning the ball over. Yes, he's got a flaw, uh, but um, you know Adam Miller's taking better care of the ball. Just a couple turnovers the last couple games, and and even Curbelo um, has had a fantastic run uh, of keeping those turnovers in check. Yeah, I think you had the stat, Big Ten Tournament, Curbelo had five total turnovers in those three games. We've seen games where he had five in one stretch of 40 minutes. So, uh, yeah, credit to Illinois for really cleaning that up. And uh, like you mentioned, uh, Andre Curbelo right now, just the, the ability to go out there and just the trust level that you have in him. And I mentioned it, like, defensively, it's there as well. And um, when he had those steals against Jordan Bohan and how huge that was, just kind of punking a – a veteran guard like that. And, and there'd be times where just as accomplished as a guy like Bohannon is in the big 10, get a freshman in, in a big 10 tournament type of moment that uh, maybe he would wilt, but yeah, Curbelo's definitely not doing that. And Adam Miller, I think, and you've talked about it. We've talked about it. A lot of things have been unlocked 
by, you know, when I was out and, and just the aggressiveness that Trent played with and just the way the supporting cast came along, I think Adam making open jumpers at a routine clip, which he, he showed today, but also got to the rim. That's one thing that still has yet to be unlocked to get Illinois to even another level. And I think that he showed some of that today, which was encouraging. And scary, scary for other opponents. Uh, if he can do that, uh, Joey, any more thoughts on, on this game? I mean, the rebounding early, if you want to nitpick, um, I thought the effort level Drexel had a little bit more early on, but that certainly changed, uh, as the game went along. I mean, I just think the defense and we've talked about it for a few months now, but like go and rewatch that Baylor game. And it's just not even close. And now, granted, Baylor's a really good offensive team, but even if you think back, we're going to see Jason Preston here in a couple hours, and he eviscerated this Illini defense. I mean, just completely tore him apart. I don't think that happens now. That's how far guys like Miller and Curbelo, man, I see, like, the way he plays, he plays really hard defensively. Like, you can see some – I don't know if he's going to be Trent Frazier, but you can see that, like, undersized dude just trying his butt off and, and – just completely bought into that end and like it's there it's like that effort level is there I don't know if the skill level is ever going to be what Trent is but if you get the effort level to match I think Brad will take that 100 days out of 100 days and be really really happy with it I it's just a dominant performance I mean this is the more we watch Andre Curbelo and like this version of himself Derek I think you've talked about it at some point in the last week or so like there's nowhere this guy can't get to on the floor and it, you still keep thinking like in the back of my mind I'm like okay he's a freshman eventually someone is going to not let him do the things that he wants to do but that's just not happening like his ascent into this role that he's in and that kind of like he was a spark plug off the bench early and like calling him a spark plug now feels like it's not enough like he's a legitimate like bur- I guess burgeoning star coming well, he off is, the bench he's, he's a star he's a star like, I think I think the last month he has been a star. And Derek, I, we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, I think he's got immense potential defensively. Now, he's going to have you know disadvantages against bigger guards. That's going to happen, and that'll happen during the rest of the tournament here. And you know, Ohio State took advantage of that, certainly. Um, but I, I think he's got a lot of things Trent has, which is quickness. Um, you know, yep. he, he's got great hands uh, on defense. But I think he's a better athlete, and I think he's longer than, than Trent. So eventually, I think it's the best thing in the world for him to watch Trent do what he's doing defensively and the impact of it. Yeah, I agree with all that. You talk to him, he says the same things as far as studying him, having the questions really from back in the summer all throughout as far as just picking Trent's brain and trying to emulate him, go against him, and, and kind of learn from that. But uh, I agree, he's a better athlete. Uh, certainly vertically, um, but not only that, like you said, longer arms. He's got the quickness. He's got the the grittiness, the relentlessness, and he's he's savvy, man. He he if he thinks he can school you or get one past you, he wants to do it and and, and really let you know about it as well. Yeah, uh, pretty great. Uh, but I mean, Brad mentioned it the other day between the legs pass, and and I Andre must have heard oh, him and man. said, "I'm going to do that because it's just ridiculous." Uh, the national media are going to fall in love, like or, or Pete fans that haven't seen him like across the country, they're absolutely going to fall in love with him, and he's their third, fourth guy uh, most nights, which is which is why this team is so good. All right, guys, uh, we'll take. Can I do? Can I do one piece of nitpicking real quick? Yeah, go for it. Why? Why is I O in when you're up thirty and there's three minutes left? Legit. Why is that? I mean, Legit. it's dangerous. It's dangerous. 
I agree with you, Derek. I even like they had Kofi in for too long, and he played only twenty minutes. I'm like, get all those guys out at eight minutes. I know he he just wanted to make sure probably nothing came up, um, but still, like, yeah, I don't want to put I don't want to put those guys out there any longer. He was until a three minute mark, wasn't he? Yeah, Jeremy, you and I are Bulls fans, and um, mm. we know what. I don't want to say anymore. Overuse. <laughs> Derek, can I ask you to do like your top two Kofi dunks or almost dunks that would have brought the building down from the middle and just completely collapsed on the court? What were they? <laughs> Man, I, I can't remember them specifically. Uh, I do remember the second half where it's like Kofi almost waits for the guy. He could have went right back up. I think he was – I don't know if it was a, an offensive rebound or gathering his own miss, but he gathered there like waited for – the defender to get in position. He's like, okay, now I'm going to put it on your head. But uh, ended up getting fouled there. Uh, yeah, the Curbella through the legs and, and the, the two hand was pretty nice. But yeah, he had he had some bad intentions and uh, maybe practice for what Cameron Crutwig would potentially be in store for if they can get the win. Well, let's talk about that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the potential two opponents. Uh, one of them will advance and play Illinois next. Let's do that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, I'm watching the game. It's only nine minutes in Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago, but Georgia Tech, without its best player, is up 17-11 against Loyola, Chicago. Uh, Let's start with Loyola because everyone has kind of assumed that matchup, Derek. That's a fantastic program in the Missouri Valley, which is a weak conference right now. Uh, Cameron Crutwig is a phenomenal player. They play great defense. I think they got two all-league defensive guys, including Lucas Williamson, who I think you know could could cause one of the Illinois guards' problems. But that matchup is—I know it could get ugly. Am I crazy? That matchup doesn't scare me as much as everyone else, just because it's a local team that has previous experience. I'm with you, and I, I do think stylistically they resemble at least a Wisconsin team. Maybe not this exact Wisconsin team, but just kind of the the slow pace, the grind it out, the the good defensively, uh, work deep into the shot clock, and do have some shooters. Uh, but we've seen that the Wisconsin brand style versus this Illinois team with their athleticism, Kofi inside, the way they like to play fast is it, it doesn't work well for that opposing side. Um, and I, I just don't think Crutwig defensively can do anything with Kofi uh, and, and Loyola is, is fantastic at that and they're the number one in the country defensive efficiency but they haven't seen anything like Kofi they haven't seen anything like Io uh, and I, I think that they've got some nice pieces you mentioned Williamson as well another piece of that 
Final Four team uh, way back. I guess maybe not way back, a couple of years ago with Crutwig as well. And his name's escaped me, but Brady, the point guard, got a little Ben Brust to him, can hit some threes. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't, it doesn't terrify me, but it, look, Porter Moser's done a great job. Mm-hmm. They're uh, a very good team, won a lot of games. And um, it, maybe they give you a game, but I, I'd expect Illinois, if they're anywhere close to their best, to handle business. Georgia Tech, to me, even without its best player, I mean, they are just red hot. Um, They have won, I think it's eight in a row now coming into this game, and right now they have an early lead on Loyola Chicago. Um, Obviously, without Moses Wright, 6'9", 233, they're they're big man. Uh, That would really hurt them against Illinois, uh, Derek, if they do advance. And I guess if Illinois fans thought they got a bad early bracket, that's a – you know, Moses Wright had COVID, apparently, I think seen reported – that, that'd be a huge break if, if Illinois gets Georgia Tech without their best player. Uh, but it is a team that, that's red hot right now, and we have seen a team uh, play better uh, or at least elevate the rest of their games w- without their best player. But what would you think of that matchup, Derek? Yeah, without Moses Wright, it's going to, again, be really tough for them to, to hang with Illinois as far as he's their leading scorer, uh, rebounder, just physical presence inside, and again, without – you know, going against Kofi without him, I, I just I don't imagine that will end well uh, for them. Jose Alvarado is a very good point guard, and I think that it'd be a nice, intriguing matchup between him and Trent Frazier. Uh, but as we've talked about throughout this podcast, you know, Trent really embraces those matchups and has done well. So uh, I'd have can't wait to tune into the game. Uh, they kicked me out of the arena, so I don't, I'm not I don't have access to a TV currently, but I look forward to watching it and. Uh, studying up on whoever that opponent will be. All right. Any, any final thoughts here, Joey, as Illinois will advance to Sunday and then they hope to advance to, I think it's next Saturday would be the sweet 16 matchup with either most likely Tennessee or Oklahoma state. But um, obviously these get tougher as they go ahead. Yeah. I mean, and we don't even know, like we don't know when or we don't know where like need home will play type of situation. Have here. you gotten but that like, DM by the, the way, more, have you gotten that DM in your, in your <laughs> DM saying, Hey, do you know when they play and, and where? Nope. I had no idea. Like, I'm just trying to get tickets. I'm, like, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing this weekend. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know when they're playing, but I think to Derek's point, like, you know, we can sit here and say, okay, how are they going to handle Kofi? How are you know, they going to handle, so-and-so, whoever Illinois plays, like, I think it's becoming more and more clear if it wasn't already, like, there has to be a really, really complete team for people to sit and look at this and be like, well, that could be a struggle. Because even if somebody has anybody who could slow down Kofi, do they have the guards to do it to Io, to Curbelo, to Tr- I mean, it's just the more we see this play out and we start to see these teams, it becomes so clear how complete Illinois is and how much it's going to take an awful lot or just a really bad Illinois night to get them out of here. Like it's just more clear now to me at least than it has been over the course of the last four weeks. Maybe I'm late to the party. I don't know. No, I agree with you. It's it's a lot has to go wrong for, for Illinois. Like a lot of players have to struggle. And Derek, I think that's the difference of this team uh, from a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago is they defend every night now for the most part. Um, and they have more guys who, hey, if Io has a five for eighteen night, it's all right. You got Andre Cabello or Adam Miller or Trent Frazier will will step up, or Demonte Williams and Jacob Grandison will will potentially get into into double digits. Yeah, exactly. It, it is going to take a lot of things to go wrong for this Illinois team, and I, I think that it 
as expected, when you're a one seed, you would kind of circle that Sweet 16 area where you'd have someone that yeah. could probably look you, maybe not eye to eye, but on their a really good day for them. I mean, I, you want to talk about Oklahoma State? They might be eye for eye with the way they're playing down the stretch. Kate Cunningham, uh, they have size inside. Uh, Caleb Boone is, is a very good big man. Now he's not as far as physicality. I think Kofi will give him some problems, but. Uh, yeah, that, that's the, again, the luxury of being a one seed and what you kind of expect for what those teams bring along. But, uh, like you said, Illinois has a lot working for them as far as depth. Um, the one thing that you might pinpoint if it was, if you were going against a team that had a good big guy and Kofi gets in foul trouble, that, that could be something. But I, I don't think Crutwig's going to be that guy, not only to, to put him in foul trouble, but Georgie's like size. I, I wouldn't be too afraid of that. But, uh, to your general point, yeah, just, the uh, the number of pieces working collectively right now, the fact you have the defense to lean on, it, it really puts you in a good spot, no matter the circumstance with one or two guys, you know, depending on the night. Guys, I know Drexel wasn't very good, right? They were four and five in their conference before winning their conference tournament, right? Uh, but Jim Matson just tweeted this out. 1989, the number one seed Illini beat McNeese State by six. Uh, 2005, the Illini beat 16 seed Fairway Dickinson by 12. They're up one at halftime there. Uh, today, Illinois beats uh, the 16 seed by 29 points. So, Derek, that's just how you want to start, right? It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> that's that's a dangerous uh, parallel to make. But, um, yeah, you, you take the big win. Drexel's, Drexel's not very good. I didn't yeah. think Illinois is very good for the first 15 minutes. But, hey. Uh, apparently that's been a, a part of the past as well. It's some fr- really special teams. All right, boys. Appreciate it. And uh, get some rest before we have another game uh, to cover on Sunday. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening to the Atlanta Enquirer podcast. If you don't already, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy the NCAA tournament first couple rounds. And we'll talk to you next time. Take care of each other on the Atlanta Enquirer podcast. Chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.